0: Hello and welcome to the Lock In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on life in the pub trade by those working in it. I'm the Morning Advertiser's Ed Bennington and we're recording this episode of the podcast in the fantastic, famous Three Kings in Fulham, winner of the Great British Pub and World Sports Pub of the Year for 90 million years on the run or something like that. Anyway, we'll be speaking to the manager, Paul Eastwood, shortly, but first I should introduce my two co-hosts. They, of course, need no introduction. Here we go. So this week's episode, the podcast is going to be uh, what? See, that's more what? laziness on your part. you, what you mean, I have
1: even to it's wasted, you. you normally waste time finding a shit joke. Now you've not, um, not even bothered to find. Right. You could do okay. nothing. No, right. no,
0: no, no. I've got a shit joke. I can okay. do that. Oh, you've got more than one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I have not me two of the finest co-hosts ever to grace the lot In podcast. Heath Ball is an award-winning pub operator who, never knowingly, refuses a holiday. and um, where are you off to on <laughs> Thursday?
2: Um,
3: work trip. I uh, work, work trip. Yeah, yeah work trip yeah, with, yeah, with uh, Ocho uh, o- Tequila to to, uh, to. to Mexico. And that makes sense. okay. Yeah, for yeah. ten days. Yeah, nice, nice. at yeah. yeah. okay. Le- <laughs> least it's not half term, and my wife's not upset. Not <laughs> <is> she? <laughs> <laughs> and she forgives easy. Yeah, she yeah, she never holds it against you.
0: Uh, <laughs> and of course, my other co-host is the larger than life character James Cuthbertson. That wasn't a fat joke, James. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Don't <laughs> it. wasn't a fat joke. Your fattest. You're fattest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about here. So moving on this week's episode of the podcast is going to be focused on the opportunities and challenges of the World Cup being hosted at Christmas time. Normally the World Cup provides a great boost in the summer months but because the Qatari authorities paid a big, I mean offered the best bid. Uh, You'll be, dead. The World You'll be Cup dead for that sort of chat. <laughs> <laughs> the That's World it. Cup is now in the winter at the time when pubs don't typically lack for trade unless there's a national pandemic of course which which uh, does tend to throw a spanner in the works. So right to help pick apart that conundrum. We have a number of guests joining us. In the flesh at the Famous Three Kings will be Paul Eastwood. Uh, we'll also be hearing from top pump operator Paul Berry from the Swan in Bampton about how he's juggling gastro, Christmas and football. And we'll be speaking to Joe Harvey from Popston Allen on the licensing challenges the situation presents. But before all that, let's have a chat about the week's events. I mean, there's not much been going on, has there?
3: It's, uh, no, it's pretty quiet in government. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Why are
3: we always... I mean, why
1: do? But these guys shouldn't be centre stage should they why are we always talking about politics because
0: do you know what I mean it's it, just bollocks really isn't, isn't it it's funny as well isn't it like, it's, um, <sighs> not I mean, it's, it, 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 is a, it is beyond satire but I mean she, so we've got the new chancellor because she called in a mate and sacked him for him doing what she told him to do in the it's, first place. It's like the ventriloquist
1: dummy, isn't it? He <laughs> talks about this early, you know, like, like the ventriloquist—you know—dummy blaming the ventriloquist. It's just ridiculous. It's just—it's farcical.
3: It's scary, though. The duty, like everything, is just like—I got in trouble for being too too depressing last time in the last podcast. But yep, the, we're not, not looking—we're not looking at like sunny times ahead for hospitality at all. Like it's well, I mean, with with the the, the give me a positive. Well, I can't. One positive. One positive. There's um, none, is there? podcast? You'll go to Mexico? Yeah, okay, that's a positive. That's just me hiding out. <laughs> um, but it is, that's, like, there's no... Oh, we've, we've, we're not getting, you know, Liz Truss we'd get, like, you know, we'd targeted support and all that. And we're not seeing anything. And the duty, uh, energy bills, like, it's just, it's like they don't want a hospitality sector.
0: Well, genuinely don't I mean the, the the juicy thing was the one thing certainly some areas of the industry celebrated it, but I mean it doesn't I think, wasn't a massive benefit uh to, to the likes of you guys no but I mean that but we just not bode them. well for any further. It's trickled uh, on
3: economics. They, they pay more, kind of we pay more. Or, yeah, it's like the, there's no VAT cut. The, the, he said that there's no VAT cut coming. Yeah. So everyone's going to be paying twenty percent. You know, the energy bills and the cost them for inf- inflation. It's it's. Well, they've rolled back on the energy support for
0: consumers. Yes. Well, it's going to be two years. It's now six months. Yeah. That doesn't fill me with a great deal of confidence that at oh, the end of the six it? months that business is going to have
3: well, I can't see them getting like I think we'll be like that's it you're done yeah. I, I think really like it's not it's not even survival of the fittest right now it's, mm. it's everyone's screwed mm. because it's just it's so unfair and then if we get business rates back next year like at full tack like you know what I mean the costs are just going to outstrip it I mean, the irony of
0: those kind of things, I mean, I think Sasha Lord said it, didn't he, yeah, uh, mm. in the last podcast, sort of 10% is better than 20% of nothing, 10% mm. of something. Is what does it feel? You know, if they, they could pull some of these levers, so business rates and VAT, they could, they could pull, which isn't an investment in terms of us asking for cash. It's something that we can then use to trade our way out of trouble. Mm.
3: Yeah, but when, look, was it 50,000 small businesses and medium businesses have gone out of business this year? 50,000. People are just, you know, I think we're going to see, like Sasha Lord said, we're going to see people hobble through to Christmas, make all that money and just fold. Mm. And then, you know, like, just think no of January. Yeah, no Just think of January. Mm. Like, mm. consumers are going to be staying in, locked up at home, on vegan diets, <laughs> not drinking alcohol. Yep, obviously. Uh, yeah, and like, it's just like, you know, the cost of running a pub in... January with when you you've got to fire up all the heaters and lights it's just going to be crazy.
0: I mean we we we've seen some stories uh, in, the, in the press of the pubs saying they're basically going to be shutting down hibernating for winter. Um, I mean one one place actually literally shutting now until the spring which seems a bit mm-hmm. you're missing yeah. missing out on that Christmas trade but again in January
3: on the head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like you know it's you know what are you doing on a Monday in January, you know, but I just think, like, you want to... But then you've got all the problems of shutting down, and then you're still paying... If you're paying rent, you're still yeah, paying rent. Not you're gonna, still, yeah, you're still going to have some costs, costs, aren't you? And,
0: and uh, I suppose that have what do, what do you do with your staff, you know? You yeah. haven't got a furlough. You can't just no. sort of kick them into touch and then say, come back in the spring, guys, because they ain't going to be there, aren't they?
3: I don't, like, I don't a know. Of it's really, it's a really scary time, because the government is just not stable, and we don't... You know, you're looking at what the future looks like, and you're just going, God, we've just come out of COVID... We've been beaten up and now we are literally dropped off in the desert with no water and we've we've gotta try and find our way out of this and, and Mexico doesn't. Yeah, but you're good trying to think like you hustle your way through again and you do all these things and but cheese man, like it's exhausting. Like, you know what I mean? we don't want handouts, we just want fair tax. Mm. And you oh. know, they should have never put the VAT, we said it the last time, they should never put it back up, but they don't listen to us, they don't care about us. When you look at
1: the level of disorder and anarchy and all the rest of it that's in the government at the moment, we're so far away of being on the agenda. Mm. That's the you know we can talk amongst ourselves all we like, but they have so much to sort out. We can't possibly be in their
0: field of vision. But or we should. Anyway. But we should be because of the level of tax, because of the level of. It's well, going to be
3: no. They're going to be like suddenly yeah. all these businesses are closing. Yeah. They're not getting tax. No, they're not making anything. No, just- so it's it's like. You know what I mean? You might actually have to start taxing some of those rich people that they're trying not to tax but, us. That's oh, just ridiculous. We'll tax Amazon more. <laughs> mm. well, exactly. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Come yeah. on, give us a break. Yeah. But, like, I just don't understand what the agenda is because by getting rid of all these small businesses, what are you actually achieving? Mm. You're just putting, you know, putting more people business, of work. More business for Amazon than they've got shares in. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's... it's it's What, well, we just end up big corporates? Yeah, said yeah. Before. yeah, but, they, but you've, they, said, you've said that. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's... I mean, what, what do we give? Uh, how long do we give? Uh, oh, she's got to go this, this week. This you week, reckon? yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Like, it, it, they've got enough's enough. So by the, the time the, this podcast comes out, you think she'll be gone? Yeah, I think yeah. I think they'll they'll turn around, they'll make a resign, and they'll put in um, Penny Morden, and they'll bring in Rishi Sunak, and then yeah. Rishi'll go. haha I told you so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah not, not Jeremy Hunt. Sorry, no, I got no, that do jump I mean, yeah. but like they're trying to make us look stable to the rest of the world, but yeah. we look ins- We look still look insane. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like suck so, the taxes on the bloody energy companies. Like, we're just, you know, we're not desirable. Like I said before, if we are for sale, no one would buy us. We're, we're a bloody mess.
0: Moving aside from that, um, we saw the Compton Arms uh, this week, uh, last week, won its licensing review. Um, I mean, what are my thoughts on that? Because <coughs> for me, four, four neighbours complained yeah. about it. And
3: it got taken to a licensing review. You you imagine, like, dealing with those people every day you walk out Mm, in your path and seeing them. You'd just be like...
0: But should that... I mean, surely the... I mean, obviously you've got to take into account people's views and all the rest of it, but should four new arrivals in the area be able to take it to that level i mean it, the the cost the stress the money i mean there should be a minimum threshold shouldn't there of, yeah, yeah. of, of complaints before yeah. you get
3: to no, they have just ganged up on them haven't they they're sort of done yeah yeah just ganged up on them it's it's disgusting mm. but this all you know this is all this post-covid stuff lockdowns yeah oh so nice i thought they pop on the corner yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. nice nice and quiet do you know it? what i mean
0: but, yeah. like
1: and it, and it's like you say the cost involved in battling that stuff because the obviously the stakes are very high. You lose mm. it, you're losing your license, you lose yes. your business. Yeah. So you're gonna to have to throw everything at it. Yeah. People just don't need that. There's enough head space being given to survival rather than having to battle your neighbours. Mm. Seems a real shame. It couldn't be done over a pint
3: and a chat and a They th- don't care though. No. They'll, they'll be middle class yuppies that moved into the area in Islington and, you know, spent millions on a house and Giles goes to private private school up the road and stuff, and they, they they want to get to bed at eight o'clock and then wake up and have their green green tea. You know what I mean, like. They don't understand pub culture, you know what I mean? And then we, we say, oh, no, you can't say the pub's been here forever because it's about, a, you know, people's lifestyle and giving them freedom and all this. Piss off. Don't move next to a pub. I
0: don't think people wind you up. Like, you know, what's I mean, your neighbours were lucky, though, weren't they? Because, I mean, during lockdown, you know, you just carried on partying and, and it was all fine, so the noise didn't really change, did it? No, it's
3: like, I don't want to say partying, but, like, I was hustling. <laughs> But you do all that, again, you do all that, and then, you know, the, one, the, the neighbors, most of them we're lucky in Highgate. the neighbors support you, they want yeah. you to be there, because mm. they want a good local, yeah. they want that, you know what I mean, and they don't yes. want to see you go out of business, but, yeah. you know, these people, it's just horrible,
0: Yeah. you know. So, one, one ground to optimism, if we're going to find something to be optimistic about, just to uh, go reverse trend. Um, drink sales have risen. <sighs> What, in supermarkets? No, no, no. no in the In the Andre. Really? No, since so they're up on levels of 2021. 20, what, what, sales? Uh, is that just based on like inflationary pressure? I, mean, and, you know, I should have uh, I should have actually looked at the storage in my room. Yeah, just yeah that's a that sure, I, mean, I mean, just things uh, around. Yeah. I mean, sales just,
3: are up, but it's still just because one point was now nine mm. quid as opposed to six. I Do you just, know, know uh, hamster sales are up 76% yeah. in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's as ridiculous as this is. It's you know, I mean they're trying to give us good news. It's just, it's just clickbait. Okay. It's CGA,
0: Nielsen Q, Drinks Recovery Tracker, three percent ahead. Okay. Of the Same week last. But week. then
3: we're looking at Barclaycard coming out with their figures saying that um, purchasing's down across the sector. Um, so what, what's, I mean, I was
0: just trying to be positive. But, but, but I mean, uh, if well you do want to piss off Three percent
3: in in value.
0: Because if you factor in price it's just as i Yeah, exactly. Piss off. Like, it's like, yeah. Beer and cider saw double digit growth for a second week in a row with increases of 10 and 13%, respectively.
3: They need to stop this bullshit because it's what this <laughs> does. This, no, because this just just gives the government going. Oh, they're okay. Their sales yeah. are up, and the government goes, "Oh, they're all right over there." Need to stop that's it. A, they need to be point. more
0: realistic. Yeah. And we, like stop. Basically, what you're saying is we need to be not optimistic in the slightest. We've got to miserable.
3: Don't like, what, what's that thing? You know, there's three types of lies. You know, a damn lie, a bloody lie, and statistics. Do you know what I mean? So, but just we we need to be hammering the government on every platform that they need to do something because. It, 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 this is this is crisis mode for hospitality. Do you know what I mean? I don't know I don't know any operator I'm speaking to going, they're having a good time right now. Mm, mm. I don't know anybody, even the big boys. You know, you can't tell me Youngs, Fullers and that are going, oh, it's amazing out there. Mm. Oh, it's they, amazing. They fortunate
1: enough to have enough behind them to ride the storm, but
3: it's yeah, not the but point. Like, on but, numbers. But still, mm. like their p and getting smashed to shit every mm. month, like, you know what I mean? They've got to be, yeah. you know, mm. what you, like, what, what, our government would have us take on debt to pay their craziness you know what i mean well They're that's just, exactly
1: what their plan was to get
3: yeah, more it, debt to, it's, you know. it it's doesn't make sense like give us give us a growth plan like what are we looking like in the future where are we going to be are we going to be with our energy Where what are we going to be looking like
1: what? well this is what we were saying to kate last week was we need a message do you know what i mean we, we need to understand the journey we're on and you might be able to buy into it a little bit but at mm. the minute it's just there is no so
3: like you no one can tell you what's happening no there's no journey it's like, okay, we're supposed to act like we did in COVID and survive and, and duck and dive and get through it, but it's bullshit because you just think, well, what's the fucking point? Mm. You work mm. your ass off and then you're going, These 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 they, they shouldn't be in power, these people. They're like children. We shouldn't like, have to be talking they're, about them day. They're disgusting. That's the truth. They look, truly look, are look, disgusting.
0: Let, let, let's not talk about them. I mean, after that torrent of optimism. That was positive. You know the
3: thing that kills me? Kills me mm. about politicians. One minute you can be the health secretary... Next year, the Prime Minister. You can be... You just... Jobs for the boys and girls. You know what I mean? It's just... It's a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a joke. I did hear, though, Labour are putting their um,
0: their uh, uh, shadow people into uh, training for government. So maybe they do have some training. They need They need to. You can't... You know what I mean? Hmm. Rishi knows his numbers.
1: Do you know what I mean? You can understand that. Yeah, he's I get pathway. that. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just saying... But for him to be health secretary tomorrow would be nonsense. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's yeah. rubbish. So drawing a line under that we're, we're talking about football in this one before we move on predictions for the World Cup what do you think God, you guys aren't going to win I can tell you that I mean how are the All Blacks going to do
3: <laughs> I, like, I don't care I hate the All Blacks <laughs>
0: they won. me up James what do you think uh, French look really good yeah
1: Think French, but Mexico big outside shout. They got good players. A lot of players from the Premier League.
3: Yeah, you guys will get really fired. It'll be like it'll be some tragic crash out of the tournament. It'll just be like you get and everybody the hope of the country will be on it, and they'll be like, oh, it's amazing. The play- oh, it doesn't hey, matter those, about
1: the- those little flags on the cars. Yeah, it doesn't matter
3: about the electricity and the energy <laughs> crisis, and I can't feed my kids. If football's coming home. Get me a tattoo. And they'll be down. That they'll be down at the supermarket buying their discounted booze and sitting in their front living room, freezing their asses off, going, it's coming. Know. and then someone will miss a penalty and they know, won't right be and then they'll be sitting in their living rooms freezing to death but at least their beer will be cold <laughs> right on that note I'm going to part that one there
0: You're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we're recording this at the award-winning Famous Three Kings in Fulham. I'm delighted to welcome General Manager Paul Eastwood, the architect of this pub's success. Five times winner of the Sports Pub of the Year in the Great British Port, I believe, is that
4: uh, It is true, yeah. We've entered five times and, uh, and won five times, so i mean, I, I
0: should know, we keep giving you the award, so exactly. uh, it's, uh, it, shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be asking you that. So thanks for joining us, Paul. No, thank you. Thanks for uh, joining us down on the Famous Three Kings so I mean clearly as an award winner you're the best person to talk to about the World Cup that's what we're, we're here to talk about but first of all tell us a bit about the pub you know what makes you um, such a, a massive winner James take that
4: um, so I, th- I think for us it's just the sheer amount of sport that we actually show um, so we've got six separate sound zones uh, we've got uh, 36 TVs two projectors um, ten foreign boxes um, so that's our really big um, unique selling point they do show uh, show foreign uh, and niche sport uh, in mother tongue so if you want to come and watch the finnish um ice hockey you can come and watch it in finnish if you want to watch the danish handball you can come and watch it in danish uh if you want to watch some uh, czech football you can come and watch that in czech as well so and um, that's kind of our really big uh, upselling point what, what's the most obscure sport do you think that you uh you've you've shown here
0: um not I've, naked volleyball, James. Calm down. I would say kabaddi.
4: I've um, okay. yeah, oh, shown cool. some kabaddi, and, and normally try and I try and get to know a few of the rules <clears> and their uh, regulations. But kabaddi, uh, to be honest, I couldn't get my head around it. Uh, <laughs> what, what is kabaddi? Like, what is it? It's about bre- you can't breathe. Can you have to say kabaddi? Kabaddi, 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 kabaddi. kabaddi, kabaddi yeah, yeah. As you're trying to run somewhere and you have to get over certain lines without getting captured it's a bit of um, British bulldog strike yeah.
0: tag Where, where, where does I this, think it's uh, Indian I it was on Channel 4 Indian, for a while yes
4: it oh, was okay. on. Yeah, so we, we had a few requests for it um, I haven't seen it for a while actually but we did get a few requests for it um, four or five years ago and I would say that was the, one of the weirder ones I put on and went I have no idea what was going on here but, um, but there we are we still put it on and there uh, people still seem to agree isn't there an
0: Afghanistan uh, sport where they sort of, they're on horse and they've got uh, sticks or bats, and they're playing with a severed head. Is I, um, did I make that up?
3: Or, uh, <laughs> I, I think know. that was um, Rambo. Oh, it might have been Rambo. You okay. might be right.
0: There is something like that. There is a, there is a sport knocking where they, 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 it's pretty brutal. It's a sheephead, isn't it, in Afghanistan? It might, yeah, it's something like is yeah. it. It is some kind of... A, yeah, it's a sheep carcass, I think.
1: Yeah. Sounds lovely. Next
0: level polo. Family yeah. viewing. It's. <laughs> so we we're, we're, we're here to talk about the uh, the World Cup um, and, uh, and and that clash with Christmas as well and everything that's going on on that so tell us a bit about you know what are your plans for the World Cup then as, as a, an award winning sports player
4: well obviously this year is is different than any other year we've never no, never really had a um, a Christmas and a World Cup clashing before um so I think um I'm anyone that knows me I'm a, a massive massive planner um, so actually the first thing we did, um, actually, for this year, was um, was planning. was It came off the back of the Euros. Um, everyone kind of seemed to change their the way they uh, consume sport. Um, we trained our customers to kind of come in uh, early uh, without seat bookings, and that all changed um, over COVID. Um, everyone wanted a seat, um, and actually, the first part of planning we did for this World Cup was to um, was to put some exceptions in, so we weren't going to take any table bookings, we got our first World Cup booking off the back of the Euros, so that was kind of a year and a half in advance Uh, and I said to myself after the Euros where at one point we did have 20,000 bookings for some of the later, we could have filled a small stadium, Mm. I went okay that's my first port of call is to go you know what, uh, we're going to put some exceptions in, we're going to plan when our big events are and we're not going to take any bookings on those days, we're just going to say to people if you want to get into the Famous Three Kings, we're pretty famous and you're going to have to come in early And, and that's how we've gone about or we will go about kind of maximising our, our dwell time um, because it has been a bit of a as I said a, a bit of a change in, in the way consumers have been, have been there watching sports and, and their expectations around what a venue should be providing Is there a concern that you've got them in so early they're nabbing tables and they're sitting there and
3: they're hammered before the sport starts and then you've got really drunk people before the game
4: I mean um, on these days again one of the parts of the planning that we do is, is we have a little army of door, uh, door staff uh, I mean Twitchwood we, we're not a trouble venue we are don't. they midgets or dwarves, dwarves yeah. <laughs> just asking might need some, <laughs> dwarf to another. Yeah, might need some work <laughs> so that's one of the things we try and, try and again it's one of those things that door staff have been a bit of a um, hard to come by so we we get in early as well and put our requirements over to the door uh, the door providers uh, to ensure that, that we have got enough door team on um, to one cover the venue and we are on a busy main road uh, so we don't tend to have any trouble in the venue it's more um, at half times and if England win people tend to want to go dancing in the street um, on one of the busiest roads in London that's not really um, ideal so that's one of the things really uh, we look at I also try and put my key team on the floor as well um, so I tend to try and not get stuck on that bar so I then can be wandering around keeping eye on queues uh, keeping out on um, where anything might be kicking off oh. or where uh, any trouble might be starting. What's your what's your capacity? M520. Um, okay, it's all the people to be uh, to keep them out, isn't yeah, it? Um, yeah. So as I said, he's, uh, during the game, he's not so much what I'm worried about. It's more it's more the after the game so having things like yeah. um, a dispersal plan uh, making sure we're, we're keeping a, the volume to a level where we're, we're not annoying our neighbours as well so it's being a, not just a great sport venue but being a responsible venue as well I mean you've obviously got all the
0: practice at this this isn't uh, something that's new to you um, are you anticipating anything different with this World Cup I mean aside from the Christmas it we'll
4: come on to that but uh, are there any sort of red flags or I think for us, the the only worry is really um, it's always been a summer before so I'm one Achilles here, we don't have a garden um, so when it has been hot, sometimes you will find people kind of uh, will come in after the game, will disperse a little bit quicker um, to go out to find a garden, whereas this year, um, it is it is the winter. Mm. Um, mm. Gardens are not going to be such. A S- sounds like you paid someone off to get it th- this get time in. of year. Yeah, yeah.
3: What's going well, on? We can't
0: talk. We can't talk about bribes uh, in any way. And as
1: you all. see, the because obviously the games are. It reminds me, was it Japan, Korea, when we had the games in the day, and we're going to have a bit of that now, aren't we? Yeah. We're going to have sort of three games. What well, yeah,
4: well are the, t- well the timings then? Because. Um, I mean, so, they, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some kind of early evening, there's some around five o'clock, and then there is some daytime fixtures as well, which, right. which does cause a, an issue for me. Obviously, at a sport venue, a lot of my staff are students uh, that are used to working weekends and evenings, so it's, again, trying to work with some of my colleagues around to... Steal some stuff during the day, because uh, normally we are quite quiet, uh, mm. uh, except mm. for busy World Cup days. Mm. But, but uh, that, Unless is you're what, that, that is, is uh, are putting on kabada or whatever. It's rubbish. So that is that is my one little worry for this year. Is um, is is the, is the weather and and again how that affects the um, the, the boxes and the sky signals. And
3: something. how? But also, like, how are you Christmas without the sports? You know what I mean. Like, what was what was Christmas generally like for
4: you? Um, so we tend to get quite a few Imperial College big Christmas parties okay. uh, and these are kind of um, sports um, hockey parties, football parties uh, where we do a three-course sit-down meal for them. So again, that, that's been one of the, the hard things is to to identify days where there is no sport on and then try and push those Christmas bookings onto those days. Uh, it has been quite hard because a lot of the sporting fixtures on Wednesday um, Imperial College play their sporting fixtures on a Wednesday, he wants to come in after a sports fixture and have a sit-down meal, so that's been one of the things is, I'm very lucky I've got an excellent deputy who, who takes Christmas off my hands, so we've pretty much gone, those are the days, there's no sport on, we can target a Christmas booking to there yeah. uh, and then if not
0: Are you are you taking Christmas bookings when, when the football is on? I mean how are you managing that, that clash? Because people, not everyone really cares about football, um, me for example, um, would would they still be able to come in and have a, a Christmas party?
4: Um, so, we've got some uh, walking Christmas menus that are just available, so we can still give a Christmas offer. Obviously, our main focus is the football, uh, and obviously, with us not being just England, I think that's where our real Problem is, is we were busy for them. Um, we're busy for France. We're busy for Denmark. I'm sold out for Brazil. Right. Um, so because you've got a really sort of multinational yes, sort of so, customer base, haven't I mean, you? Yeah. So that's the real, the real thing. Spain as well, absolutely massive. For so whereas everyone else maybe has mm. five, six England games to to get through and can plan round we've actually uh, pretty much busy for we, we've got probably five or six dates really that we can go you know what we can really focus mm-hmm. on Christmas and uh, we will still have a Christmas offer and um, when the guy comes and does our windows he will be doing them sporty but with a Christmassy feel mm-hmm. so um, yeah he's trying to we're trying to do a balance of both really mm-hmm. And, I mean do you think in, the, in the, the
0: balance of things is the is the football going to be a boost or are you, is it a trade off are you losing are you losing some of that Christmas business in favour of the football how, how do you see it sort of balancing out
4: I think if you were to ask me honestly where, where would I rather it be I would rather it be in the summer um, obviously that is a with, with us not having a garden um, it is a bit of a, a dead zone for us and that's you know, when we normally we, we don't take that much money over the summer months having the World Cup in the summer is absolutely yeah. perfect <clears throat> whereas um, having it in November, December we are losing a few of those Christmas parties it is clashing with um, Autumn International Rugby yeah. um, which again I've got Denmark against France on a day where I'm full of um, international rugby as well so, so those are the type of things that I would rather it be in the summer when it's not clashing with anything then mm. there is a few issues clashing clashing sport wise mm.
0: mm. I, I mean how how do you think you're i mean if you've got ways you're going to maximize the opportunity that the world cup brings you what, what kind of things are you going to be doing to, to um, make the most of it
4: so we're pretty lucky we've got such a great reputation that um, we are well known throughout europe as the, the place to go um, but, but silly things like, um, I still believe that word of mouth is a great way to drag people in. Um, so I had the French Society in from Imperial College last Friday, um, and while they were in, I did a little bit of networking with some of the guys to go, you know, what, where are you guys watching? Um, the French football. Mm-hmm. So they've expressed some interesting booking areas for there. Um, one of the big stories I always tell from from the last World Cup is I was just walking down North End Road and I saw an Iranian supermarket I decided to pop in there just to say hello and introduce myself and say if you want to watch the Iran games, the um, famous Three Kings is the place to be. Just let me know. Here's my number, and uh, if we can book you a couple of tables, um, the guy said, "Yeah, I'll let a couple of my family know." Uh, little did I know that he knows every Iranian in London, and before you know it, we had a hundred people for for Iran. So Amazing. I think silly things like that um, are kind of people underestimate the. the Kind of with all the social media stuff that does go on it's still word of mouth is still absolutely massive just to go out there and connect with customers um outside and and in your venue mm. yeah. Yeah, so for me it's, it's, it does start for the World Cup it, it starts about 6-7 months out when the Italian leagues are on well the Italians aren't in the World Cup or the French leagues on the Spanish leagues on is to go out and, and, and communicate with those guys when they're in watching those footballs and then say where are you going to be for the World Cup and yeah. start, start setting that seed if you leave it till now to go and try and plan people have already decided now for the World Cup it is such a big event especially with Christmas at the same time yeah. people have been planning this for a while so what you're saying is uh, this podcast is fucked, basically, because
0: we're too, yeah, too late. late. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I mean, uh, James and Heath. I mean, what, what's your attitude? I mean, you're you're famous for showing sport, Heath. Uh, and you're uh, maybe not. You I think mean, Kiwi
3: hates the All Blacks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's the oh, only I the
3: Kiwi I know who doesn't really like. No, overpaid, overpaid um, muppets. Don't don't quote me on that. um Yeah, and that's a difficult one because the red line's so food led, and um, we do have the front yard this year that we've covered and heated and stuff. And I could put a TV out there, but I just think that I'd just end up with just a lot of trouble. I think I'd end up with it, like especially up there. You know, it's bad enough with the Arsenal fans, so Mm. I think um, I think I'm just better off staying out of it. I think even if. If they get through as a final, <laughs> no yeah. chance. Then um, there's a different game, isn't it? You know what I mean. Then put it on. Mm. But I just, I think it's probably just best to focus on what we do best and not try and dot TVs around the place and you know ruin people's experience. What they expect that we are going to do. So it's a tough one because it's, you know I mean it's, it's going to suck the life out of so many days
0: yeah but you also yeah, I guess you can you can be that haven of non-football yeah I
3: think the pubs around me are all playing it so I think I uh, just want to stay away from that you know what I mean let them have that and, and what
0: about the Lockhart is that something you same thing really isn't it? yeah I think just stick to what you do
1: well and let people like you know these guys do this brilliantly mm. um, I just I think it's a clash of culture if you try and do I would even say even if it wasn't clashing with Christmas You know, the fact that you might get three England games, four England games, maybe five, maybe six tops. Mm. um, As a trade-off, I'm not sure it makes any sense. Mm. But, you know, for the business, because you've got Christmas bookings coming out your ears, and I just don't think those two cultures, unless, Mm. like we were saying there, it's a sports college or an event that
0: actually sits. It on, would actually. have been themed around that so that of, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, two just yeah. don't
3: we used work. to We used to play the World Cup in the past in the front garden of the Red when it was in mm. the summer and it was nice and we put TVs out there. and, But then people were arguing over where they were sitting and it was just became like, you know, oh, they can't see the screen. This person's like, you know what I mean? I just, I just can't be bothered. You know I, I mean? think
1: also with the early games as well, if you've got an evening sitting and you've got those people that have been there watching the game of the day, there's a real, you know, it's like arriving at a party late. Not mm. that I get invited to any, but I'd imagine that's what it would be like. when everyone else is drunk and you yeah, everything's a bit louder and you're sober, isn't it?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. So, Paul, what do you uh, what do you reckon to England's chances then in the uh, in the World Cup?
4: Not quite as confident as I was Um, We haven't obviously performed particularly well in the Nations League Um, He has been without a few key players And a few of his key players not playing for their club So I'm not as confident (coughs) as maybe I would have been Um, But we should obviously get out of the group stage And if we can get five games out Isn't it like a really easy group though? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, we've, to, we've been in this place before, haven't we? Oh,
4: it's yeah. an easy group. It'll be no. oh no, no. Okay. I think this England team have got enough to go at least. Well, at least past the group stage. I, I don't think we're going to go all the way to the final. I think there's better teams out there. Mm. Um, but uh, again, it's a shame because we're building on the
0: expectations of the Euros. Yep. The the uh, the women's Euros, absolutely fantastic. You, we've, there's it does feel like there's a. I mean, we always have ridiculously heightened expectations is that still the case this year do you think or uh, are we being a bit more pragmatic about it
4: Uh, I think it's England isn't it we we always um, we always say um, we're not going to put it's coming home on but we will do we'll put it on (laughs) ten times a day with Vindaloo Um, so yeah we'll we'll always ramp everyone up and everyone's got that little bit of optimism behind them but I think the last the last the last the last few games haven't been great um, for England have they and, it, and it's a bit of a level playing field this year isn't it because everyone's going in in peak form peak season there's nobody mm, yes. which we've never had before either have we been people kind of coming off a pre-season or a, a yeah. post-season so that's going to be interesting to see how that affects things as well there will be a few more injuries and um, mm. still a month to go yeah, isn't yes, it there's yeah. still time for some disaster a to metatarsal or something metatarsal do you remember can still go yet? yeah <laughs> Um, I also
1: should remember the Wales are also in the uh, World Cup, head. I'm sure. are they? I'm sure <laughs> you can. <are. laughs> I'm not so <laughs> sure oh, you right, get. Yeah, I'm,
4: I'm, I'm, we're actually a bit of an unofficial Welsh pub as well, so that's going to be very interesting. When I show the rugby, I'm actually more Welsh than I am English. Right, OK. But be
1: on the 25th of November when they play Iran.
0: <laughs> I just see you Google that on your phone. I did,
1: yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It wasn't that like I had an interest in around sports before then particularly, but we, we mentioned it just yes, a bit earlier. Yeah, right. Thank
0: you. Thank you. It's unlike uh, oh. you to be diligent. Hundred, um, 100 people came. Yeah. So I'm saying we're listening as it's well. Important. I mean, it's a first. It's a big fiction. It is a first. Um, conscious of time, Paul. Um, what to wrap up, what advice would you give to, to other operators when it comes to to the uh, the World Cup?
4: Uh I mean I would I would say plan early and before moving moving aside from that moving quickly on we'll gloss over that I think still we're all still battling um, against the sofa really aren't we I think that at the moment is our main competitor and the one thing we have that we can offer that is different um, is the atmosphere so I think um, make sure we've got our atmosphere on point and um, try and increase the drill time and um, Earlier and later, put some music on, make an event out of it. Um, we don't have that many opportunities t- to make money, to make serious money. Um, and let's show people what they're missing. Um, let's show people what the pub is about. Uh, let's get them off the sofas. Let's um, get them not ordering Uber Eats. Let's get them into our venues. Um, and yeah, and, and just let's just showcase the great, great, uh, great British pub. I mean, dwell times is is a, is an interesting one with football, isn't it? Because I know
0: previously whenever we've discussed this you know football fans tend to sort of come in smash a few pints and bugger off the moment the match is finished rugby that tends to be a longer period do you think that's going to be different with with the world cup do you think you can get that sort of attention for longer and
4: I mean again it depends uh, on the time slot doesn't it Um, so I think on a Friday night when England play I think that will be a lot easier to keep people Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes I think if you've got that day slot and then you've got an interesting game afterwards is that going to help us keep people as well Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's just identifying those those slots where you you could keep people Mm -hmm. um, and then putting something on to make sure whether that be a DJ whether that be Mm a quiz whether that be something to fill those gaps to make sure um, that the customers we do have stay Mm -hmm. and obviously make sure it's a safe environment Mm -hmm. and that's a massive thing at the moment Um, it's it's higher and higher on people's agendas people don't want to go out now and well, speak for this pub anyway don't want to go out and, and kind of smash things up I think people are looking for that safer environment yeah. um, mm. and then they will stay I mean if it looks like there's going to be trouble in the kickoff, I think people will leave but yeah. if it's a great environment people are having fun then they will stay a bit longer absolutely, absolutely brilliant
0: ok well we are out of time but thank you very much for that Paul This is the Lock In Podcast and we're talking football and Christmas in this episode. To help us with that, I'm delighted to welcome Paul Berry, licensee of the Swan in Bampton in Devon, and one of our top fifty gastro pubs as well. Um hang on, Heath, aren't you in that list? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether you, are you higher or lower than I d so uh, I should've looked it up beforehand. It's uh it's always fun when you're below the person. Uh, <laughs> would have been basic research, Ed, wouldn't it? And the problem I mean, well, yes, You're supposed to I, run. Indeed, yeah. I mean, I wasn't on en- enough with the Wales around game earlier, either. either so, no. Um, I mean, I should have been. one though, so, after another. It's, uh, yeah, I'll sack myself. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that all right? Uh, right, brilliant. So, um, Paul, thanks for joining us. I so appreciate you taking the time. No problem. It's good to be here. Good stuff. So, I mean... Gastro pubs aren't typically associated with showing the football, um, but you're going to be you're going to be doing that. You're making the exception. Tell us a bit about that. What, what, why? Why? How's
5: that going to work? Why are you doing it? Um, despite being a, a gastro pub in like the top fifty, which we're very proud of, right? We have always been a pub that's served everything from people coming in to have a drink and that. So from day one, from when we moved into Bampton in a different pub we've always shown the football we've supported the football club we've supported the cricket club etc so doing the world cup is like natural to us um we generally um find some sort of offering that we're going to do with it so that we can make it more interesting for people to want to come out and have a pint with us and watch the game
0: so so, i mean in terms of that offer then how how are you going to do that what what sort of things are you going to do that's different from from normal
5: well we, I mean we've got another three pubs in the town which I assure you will all be showing the game so we will um, um, do in the past we've done something like a pound before the first goal scored or England's goal scored which is generally quite good for the customers to be really honest because they're not renowned for scoring goals in their, their early <laughs> games um, like um, but I've always got a, a, a prayer going that they score in the first minute, <laughs> so in case a rush at half time. Um, and we'll also, on the last World Cup, we we did some research and we did like the national dishes right. of the team England were play, playing. So I don't know if they were playing um, Mexico or something like that. We found out what well, the national dish of Mexico is, and it's some sort of sandwich or something of that nature. And um, like we we just try to have a bit of fun, and we charge like basically what it cost us so if it cost us four quid to make we charge a five up it's not it's not um, a profit making exercise like we're going to make loads of money out of it or anything like that You know, we might get 20 30 40 people in watching the game um, it, it, you never know but like it's always good fun so you know like I mean if it was Italy yeah you can pop pizzas on and all that sort of thing and mm-hmm. give them at half time which I think you know keeps the interest going or depending how you feel about who might come and watch it because it's not that big a game maybe put like the pizzas on at the end or, or, or whatever it is but I mean generally it is tried to sort of like encourage them to come in and watch it a little bit, because, like I said, there's another um, two pubs in the village that will, you know, will clearly be showing the game as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heath, is that something you'd, you'd consider then, sort of looking up some uh, different national cuisines? No, like, uh,
3: It'd it, get cancelled. I'd like the Great British break Off. I'd do something wrong. I'd get the dish wrong. knowing my luck. <laughs>
0: It's, it's entirely possible we would and we'd be standing there pointing and laughing at the same yeah. time but, uh, it's
3: a nice idea actually it's quite, it's quite you know I mean even if you're not
0: showing because you're, you're not going to show the football are you nah.
3: nah but it's quite a nice idea but you know um, but you could embrace the tournament in a different way by uh, interesting and cook the food from every yeah. team yeah okay yeah. it's like isn't it like haven't they got like Iran America Have yeah yeah,
0: uh, well, that's hot dogs. Uh, yeah. What's, I, don't what's
3: I don't think it is hot dogs for around it, is is it.
0: not? I haven't looked
1: it's that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say. Sorry, forgive we, us why we were drifting off there, <laughs> Paul, we were talking about random stuff.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, where, where are you doing your research for that, Paul?
5: Not he oh, obviously. I just, I just use Google. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way. But like, um, and, and it is quite surprising what some of the national dishes are, what you think might be the national dish. It, it's
3: no, nothing like it. Paul? Like I said about, okay. Paul? <laughs> Paul, do you know what the national dish of Sweden is? No. I want you to sit down. Yeah, it must be meatballs. I, I want you to sit down when I tell you this, because I've been, I've been subjected to this a few times in my life, being married to a Swede. Taco pie. Just say those two yeah. words together slowly: taco pie. Taco it's basically pie. taco lasagna. P- it, I right. have no words for it. I, I, I've been fed that on two occasions. I'm still. I'm yeah. in therapy over it.
0: I mean, we're in therapy because we were, we, we were the right there with you while you live texted uh, your experience on the. And if our chat's yeah. called taco ball, yeah, like <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, how does that work? I mean, don't the tacos go a bit soggy? Mate, they use the taco, the, the shells as a base. And then you put them in, and then you make the taco mince, you put that in, and then you put cheese in, and then you bake it. Sounds lovely. It, it, no, seriously, no, it's not. No? It's like, it's, they have a whole t- you go to Sweden, they have aisles of taco mixed stuff.
0: You see, I don't believe you that this is a national dish, because every time I go to Ikea, I've yeah, never a, seen yeah, this.
3: They don't. They don't. It's, like that
0: secret, it's, it's that a secret it's weapon. Uh, yeah, it's only for the special people. In fact, they
1: probably
5: just bring it out to annoy Heath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hot dog stroganoff, that was another classic. It would be
0: the dine bar cake. That'd be quite nice. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could work. That could work. Um,
5: I mean, before he
0: brings out his holiday snaps, which is what well, I'm worried he's slightly doing at the moment on his phone. But uh, I mean, Paul, how, how are you managing the, the sort of um, uh, the clash with with Christmas then with the World Cup? Because obviously this is it, it's a it's a very different time of year. There's um, there's other pressure. I mean, what how's that going to work for you?
5: Uh, we we will just manage it. <laughs> just juggle it. Just juggle it. That's all we all we can do. You and your planning <laughs> That's a military man if ever I <laughs> heard it. It's well thought out. <laughs> we just, we just well, we're not a very big pup or anything like that. Yeah. So um you can see. Um we do have an upstairs area as well. Um which is kinda nice but um, when you've got a group of lads in, they do prefer to be around near the bar. To be fair,
0: and how, how was? I mean, you've got football on Christmas parties. I mean, the the two aren't really necessarily going to mix that well, are they?
5: Um, I don't. I don't. I never really had any complaints or problems from from it in, you know, in showing the rugby and that because, like I said, we are very much sort of like part of the community and. um it, it, people just accept it for what's going on. Mm. You know. Um Do you have separate areas for sport or do no, you, you we just play don't, it? we don't have anything like that. Like say we are very much um, one area pub with an upstairs dining area as well, which I can put the football on up there if I wanted.
3: Do you tell which, people when they've I'm made not, sorry, do you tell people when they make bookings that you're gonna be showing the England game and Okay. Oh, we will try our best, but like, obviously we've got
5: online, I don't know how you're going to go about that showing. maybe I should put something on, I don't know, but um, we, it's kind of weird, even though like, we're a gastro pub, but we're not, I mean I went out for lunch yesterday and it was a very much a, a, a nice fine dining experience, we're not doing that, we're not trying to create a fine dining experience, we're just... Bloody good food and create a nice atmosphere for it. There, right? if there's a few guys in the pub watching a game of football and there's a bit of a cheer because, or the oohs and the owls, or, or, or oh, God almighty, you know, it just works. It literally just works. Well, you're, you're, you're. I mean, you said this before we, we came on air.
0: You are a pub, aren't you? And and, yeah. and that is what pubs do. Um, you know, the fact you do great food as well is, is is a bonus on top. But you are still a pub at heart. Um, unlike Heath, who um, is a pub in name only. That's <laughs> a, <bit> yeah. <laughs> a bit strong. That's a bit strong not denying it? Nah,
3: yeah, I'm in a pub in a building. The
0: pub <laughs> Looks you are a pub, you are, I'm, I'm teasing, yeah. but you aren't going to be, you're not going
3: to show the football. Right, nah, or... I just don't think, it, I think I just, I don't know, like we're busy enough at Christmas as it is, so I just don't want to go, and, you know, there's plenty of places to watch it around us, so, yeah.
5: you know. Well, there is for us. you see that nearest town, six, seven miles away, so they don't mm. want to go there because they can't drink and drive.
0: Yeah.
5: I mean, you, you, know, you so it, Rather stay local than having to go. Uh, mm, makes sense. Yes. Do you do you
0: think you'll be sort of there'll be a trade off at all, Paul though? With, with, are you going to lose some of that Christmas trade
5: because of the foot, or or vice versa? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. We no. don't do a huge amount of Christmas party parties. We do a lot of small tables over the December period, and we might have one or two. I just had an inquiry in now for twenty five in, in Christmas week, but um, so we don't do too many of that mm. uh, big parties. Um, if we do, it might be like a doctor's surgery or something like that. We're a long way from industry in that sense. So it's a lot of small companies, a lot of ladies come out, and you because know, they work in the office together, so there might be five or six of them. You just mm. get all that, and I, I really don't mind it. It's, uh, as long as we're full at the end of the day, I don't mind. Absolutely, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, we are out of time, Paul, but thank you very much for that. No, it's been a pleasure. Nice to talk to everyone. Cheers. Take it easy.
0: Listening to the Lock In Podcast with Ed Bennington, James Cuthbertson and Heath Ball. So the World Cup is going to be bringing some great opportunities, but it's also going to be bringing some challenges as well. Many venues have invested in outside space to show sport, particularly during the Euros run, and they'll be keen to maximise that use this time as well, despite the different season. Uh, but with that comes licensing challenges. And to discuss this, I'm delighted to welcome Legal Wiz Joe Harvey from Poppleston Allen. Welcome, Joe.
2: Hello. Yes, thank you for
0: having me. No problem. I mean, the, the audience won't be able to see this because it's obviously an audio podcast, but you have the best setup I've ever seen of a guest oh, diving thought- into the podcast. I mean,. Far too kind. It, he, he's got professional microphones. You know, I mean, it's, it, it, it's like we're doing... He's got better equipment than that. And, and this God. allegedly and, is a proper podcast, isn't it? Well, sort of, yeah. Mm. We pretend that.
2: Well, I but, I'd take, I'd take it seriously for you guys. I wouldn't normally do this for anyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right, OK. So, Joe, I mean, we're obviously... We're, we like to see a lot about increased outdoor training this winter. Um, you know, there's there's been big investments due to the COVID pandemic and everything else. So people are going to want to maximise um, that kind of space. So what what, what are you thinking and, and seeing? What are the likely challenges that operators need to consider when it comes to, um, to, to trading outside like that?
2: Well, we're, we're going to be seeing, hopefully, a huge increase in the number of people who are going to be trading outside because, of course, this is the first time that we've had such a well-revered games being held in in the winter people don't flock to their local to watch the winter olympics but Mm. we're hopefully going to see lots of people flocking to their local to go and watch um not only the home nation games but also uh, many of the other fixtures which are taking place and of course people are more um aware these days of the need to maybe be outdoors and breathe some fresh air as opposed to the, the running the risk of catching uh, COVID or exposing mm. themselves so we're going to see larger amounts of people wanting to hold outdoor events and of course the uh, World Cup kicks off on the 20th of November um, and with that comes the challenge of how do we uh, accommodate a, uh, a winter event outdoors during uh, the not usually forgiving mm. British winter and mm. um, uh, and, of course, the challenges that that brings in terms of of how we fill our terraces and our beer gardens with customers who are made to feel welcome and comfortable. Mm. Um, of course, let's not forget that a lot of... Because these games are being held on the other side of the world, the time difference means that a lot of matches are going to be held at much earlier points in the day than perhaps we would ordinarily be used to. Certainly, I think the earliest kickoff is going to be around... Uh, 10 o'clock UK time Um, obviously there are various stages during the day Um, I don't think any of the English or Welsh games are being held that early certainly to, to start with but if you are planning on holding an event um, outside to allow for the broadcasting of the games, um, one of the most important things that their licensees can do is make sure that their license actually covers the the uh, period that they are wanting to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have a, if we have a ten o'clock uh, <coughs> kickoff, um, it may very well be that venues want to consider having a much earlier opening. For example, 9 o'clock, it's not uncommon to want to open an hour early before kick-off so that people can get themselves uh, settled down and Mm. get the drinks in. Um, And many licences might simply not cover a 9 or indeed 10 o'clock start. Um, how, would, how would you, if, if you're not
0: covered for that then, what what should they be thinking of doing? Is it, is, it, is it tens? Is it a uh, variation? What, what do they need to do?
2: Well, getting a, a variation to extend the hours might be um, a little bit over the top obviously depending on what the future of the venue is going to be because of course any attempt to increase the hours of alcohol sale will take it out of the realms of a minor variation in, and into a full variation which is a, a, is a costly e- exercise and Uh, may not be proportionate to what needs to be achieved, which is why we have the temporary event notice um, system in place so that licence holders can um, lodge a a temporary event notice with the local authority, setting out details of the event and it uh, will allow them to operate with uh, increased... um, Licensing hours, and mm-hmm. they can they can open uh, open up. It, and indeed, of course, the same is applicable to so venues that um, don't have licenses. Could use the temporary event notice scheme to um, apply for uh, a cover to allow them to uh, to open up. But of course, I think the, one of the biggest challenges that any uh, premises are going to face is how to deal with the the unreliability uh, of the Great British weather. And of mm. course, November and December are not famous for being reliable for their dry and sunny weather and, and from a purely practical point of view I think the biggest challenge is going to be making sure that your guests Um, are brought into uh, an an outdoor space which is is welcoming dry and warm Uh, and that only that can only encourage people to want to um, leave their homes and come into your venue to watch the game
0: Mm, absolutely i mean the other um the the challenge with with being outside as well is noise uh you know impact on neighbors and things like that i mean that that, that's going to be a challenge isn't it
2: Oh, absolutely, and certainly we've, we are aware from the industry that uh, increases in complaints have, uh, have occurred as a result of the uh, businesses returning to some level of normality uh, post-COVID. So uh, ensuring that uh, your premises are well-ran in terms of trying to ensure that people have a good time but are respectful of the neighbours, um, of course there's a, a great variation of premises, some premises may be right next door to residential areas, other premises may be in the middle of nowhere and the nearest person's several miles away, um, but of course being a good neighbour is of vital importance and the operator of a venue is going to know, know their neighbour and should make it their business to know their neighbour and ensure that get behave themselves and that complaints don't arise in my experience as I'm sure it is with <coughs> yours the best way of dealing with these things is to have a conversation with um, any locals and make sure that they are aware that um, this event is happening they might even want to come down of well. course if they're there are less likely to make complaints and of course I think one of the uh, differences with these um, games rather than any that we've seen previously is with so many of the games taking place during the working day uh, with a bit of luck the neighbours will be out at work anyway.
0: True, true that is a fair point, it's uh, yeah, it may deal with some of that um, some of those issues um, Yeah I was just going to say, one of the um, the challenge, I
1: guess is it's coming out of covid we're all a bit raw still and not used to maybe running lots of events but when we look at this busy period what about sort of looking after things like underage drinking you know people buying for other people when you're you know now expanding your space and perhaps being busier than you've been in a few years Um, and any tips for that as
0: well app ordering ordering. yeah yeah yeah
1: what's what's your thoughts on that joe Uh,
2: i've seen a vast increase in the number of apps Ordering schemes and people are a couple of those. You scan a QR code at your table and your order. You're vigilant um, with our members of staff and make sure that they are aware of what their duties are um, towards underage sales. And of course, I would, I could only imagine that local trading standards departments are going to be all the more keen to carry out test purchases during these. And games they, they attract they're, they're universally appealable of course the World Cup and they will attract at, uh, young and old um, and the best way of protecting yourself and protecting your um, operation from underage sales is to ensure that all staff are uh, vigilant and ensuring that they know what their obligations are and it, no one wants to say the scare story of course that the underage selling to an underage person is a criminal offence, and it carries the threat of uh, a fine or, and/or course across a criminal record. But ultimately, uh, those who are engaged in the sale of alcohol need to know this, and and will. Um, it's always a good idea to remind uh, staff, especially during these busy events, of what the what, what the age verification policy is, whether it's a challenge twenty one or a challenge twenty five, uh, and that can only help uh, ensure that alcohol is sold to people who are the right age to drink it absolutely absolutely
1: and would you recommend that people i guess it's an obvious one but people have a plan for this world cup period in terms of evidencing and thinking ahead about things that they should be you know potential pinch points and if so what would they be to you what would what do you see them as
2: Sorry, I, that, I broke up during
1: that. Yeah, no, no problem. I was just going to say, would you recommend that operators put together a plan for this period in terms of um, Christmas and, and the World Cup? And if so, what specific things should they be looking at in that plan? Um, we've talked about noise, but I'm thinking if there is an issue, at least they can evidence they've thought about it and planned for it.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, of course, any any issues which... Um, arise um, as a result of the World Cup it can only be assisted if you have in place uh, some degree of robust uh, plan given consideration and of course larger venues um, will be all used to organising events where you have large numbers of people especially during seasonal periods uh, and it may be necessary to have regard to what, what sorts of risks are going to um, arise, you may need to consider things such as dispersal uh, plans and ensuring that um, members of staff um, are aware of what those policies are and have been refreshed and what those policies are so that when people are leaving and it's time to go home that uh That that everything runs smoothly and of course with that comes uh, other considerations to ensure that everybody has a safe and enjoyable time even things such as the use of polycarbonate it it may be that during games and especially when games don't necessarily go the way that the crowd wishes that they go or when goals are scored people become very excitable and, and whilst it may be unintentional a launched pint glass can be a very dangerous thing so mm. certainly uh, operators may consider as part of their risk assessments whether or not the use of polycarbonate or mm. uh, other plastics is a good idea for um, for drinking vessels especially in an outside environment
0: indeed absolutely well i'm afraid we are out of time uh, joe um apologies the line did cut out a few times there but i think we we got the gist of uh, of most of that but thank you very much for that
2: thank you very much
0: This is the Lock In Podcast, and we are at the end of this week's episode, um, and we've been talking about uh, the, uh, the the World Cup and, and the Clash at Christmas, um, lots to talk about. Um, the Afghanistan game, uh, which involves using a uh, goat carcass, is called Buskashi.
3: Cool. Okay. Thanks. It sounds like something else, but um, I, I mean, think- that's... Well, I think the one thing we haven't talked about with all this planning for Christmas and the the um, football and all that is you've got the National Grid boss warning of blackouts during winter. So you imagine a packed pub Ooh. and then there's no power and England's about to win the World Cup. <laughs> That's it. The greatest I mean, moment the, the in British level, television history That's the most optimistic you've been in. Um, and they're about months. to win and all the power goes out in the country because... Riots because we left the EU. <laughs> hey, do you think? Um, do you think it should be called energy
1: shortage of colour? Yeah, man, no, it's gonna be. <laughs> I just want to keep us on track. It's, it's gonna be a
3: disaster. Like I don't
1: know. So I, I think yeah. A positive note is that the, the three famous kings? What a great venue. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? And yep. do you know what the three kings are? Um. I'm going to tell you Ed I'm going to tell you because um, I've done my um, research uh, Billie Jean King no uh, Marlon King I and was wank. going for the
0: the biblical one and who are these and, and, and wank ah <laughs> oh, dear of them are made up yeah I mean and my jokes are bad yeah. yeah that's pretty shit it's I mean right we're, we're we've done the predictions the World Cup clearly uh, yep. the All Blacks are going to win um, yep we're talking about rugby right <laughs> I mean, that's what I've been talking about throughout this entire... Finger on the pulse. <laughs> We've well, been talking about Christmas, Ed, it has been lovely to talk Christmas, about. Christmas. And, well, we haven't really talked about Christmas, have we? Do you know what?
1: My wife and daughter are going to Kenya for Christmas. Their mother and mother... Is that bro- your present? No. no? Yeah, it for longer. To you, yeah. It'll be for yeah, longer. Yeah. And uh, I got invited to go, but I obviously said I'll be working, because I didn't want to go to the mother-in-law and father Hopefully she's not listening, because no, no, you're be not. Fine. But, yeah. but now, obviously there'll be a way over Christmas... Mm. My nine-year-old daughter's taken to walking around the house singing, It's going to be lonely this Christmas. <laughs> I mean, that's quite dark for a nine-year-old, no? I've never been more proud. Your counter
0: your is actually one. Yeah, un- I'm, I'm going to be, big be happy share, yeah. this Christmas. <laughs> Christmas without you. Uh, Heath Christmas. What, Sweden. What are you going to be in Sweden? No, I'm working. I'm family? staying. Family's going to Sweden. I'm staying to work. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, you two are just the avoided family model stuff. model husbands yeah, and fathers. work, man. So, so yeah. yeah. What do you want for Christmas? He?
3: A ten percent VAT reduction.
0: <laughs> Good answer, James. Faster metabolism. <laughs> I mean, realistic on both counts. Probably not. No, but, yeah, we're um, dreaming, are we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you are you thinking Christmas trade is going to be?
3: Don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because mm. they've got the, f- the football on, and the, you know, um, really don't know. It could be hopefully it's busy because everyone's hasn't been doing it for two years you know what I mean mm. so yeah, we still have restrictions didn't we last year yeah. 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 A bit of, yeah yeah so I don't know hopefully we'll see like you know it may be nice but the problem is you know I'm looking ahead and I'm going yeah great we are gonna have a great Christmas we're going to have a shit January yeah. so it's just it's yin and yang isn't it it mm. just balances it out and then you're you're into February and then we're just then we're all getting then we're into April and we're now we've got business rates back and we've got mm. potential mm. F- full r- full rate uh, full hotel, uh, energy yeah. so there's no positives to look forward to I can't really see any light at the end of the tunnel nice long holiday mm. in January maybe so well, if oh, I you, can, right you, right know, you can afford holidays. to shut it's probably cheaper to shut yeah. and give your staff holiday but you know what I mean who can afford to be paying all their staff holiday for a month Do you know, mm-hmm. what I
0: mean? um, you know so well on, on, on that positive uh, happy happy note I will leave that there. Uh, That is it for this week's episode of the Lock In Podcast. Thanks to all our guests for their help and to my co-hosts for making this episode a great example of why we shouldn't be let loose with microphones. Uh, We will be back next week with more pub-related fun and facts. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, like and share and we will see you next time.